0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. Yeah, and Jay Hugh. Good <laughs> Big week in the movie industry this week. It was CinemaCon, I think. I don't know what the name of it was. Uh, it's that thing where movie theaters go to Vegas and they see posters and trailers and we don't get to see any of it. So a lot of news came out, but...
1: It's that thing yeah. where Olivia Wilde gets served subpoenas on stage. Dude, incredible. Incredible. incredible.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that is some straight up like soap opera bullshit. You would not believe in real life, except it
0: happened in real life. I hope that guy got paid so much money because his balls are so damn big. <laughs> so there is some there were a couple trailers that came out that we did get to see. And we'll get to those. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about very briefly to start off with was an accident happened this week there's been a rumor for a while that there was a new Star Wars thing called Tales of the Jedi but we had no information about it until the Star Wars official Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out of the schedule for Star Wars Celebration and included a panel about it and told us everything and then they deleted the tweet Um, which is Tales of the Jedi is a animated anthology kind of like Star Wars Visions but this one I don't think is made by anime companies Um, following Jedi debuting on Disney Plus I believe later this year. And supposedly this is a felony thing. Um, He's never really I mean, Clone Wars is kind of like Jedi stories, but they're mostly war stories, I feel like. So it'll be interesting to see his like actual Jedi versions. But I'm excited for this.
2: I'm I'm also excited for this. Star Wars animation is uh, is, you know, really where it's at with Star Wars for me. And uh, and I really enjoyed the anthology thing with the uh, visions. So I hope this is as good as that. Even the ones that weren't great on that, I still enjoyed giving it a try.
1: Like, I'm always down for more animation things. It feels, it, it, I don't know if this is true because, uh, you know, uh, Dave Filoni's got more of the, uh, you know, all of his projects have been more of that kind of cell shaded 3D animation, but this does feel like a call and response. And now, like, we're going to have to have a duel between the anime Star Wars and American
0: animated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. see I thought that same thing but not about that I thought that about the OG Clone Wars cartoons Mm. which it should be that in the new Clone Wars cartoons but I don't feel that way
1: can we make those canon again those are
0: so fucking good they're they're (laughs) back on Disney plus but I don't think they're canon Dude,
2: they're so close to being canon yeah I think they could change like a couple lines of dialogue and make them canon
0: yeah I think the problem is Anakin meets Grievous right in it Am I wrong? about that? That is the
2: problem. Maybe you're right.
0: What fucking hoops they had to jump through for seven seasons of Clone Wars to make sure Anakin never met that guy. (laughs) Uh, My favorite piece of news that came out this week is that Sony, who apparently wants some Hispanic representation in their Spider-Man films. So instead of doing a Hispanic Spider-Man is using a gosh, Z tier character who's appeared like three times called El Muerto as a movie and starring a person, I didn't know this guy existed, named Bad Bunny.
2: <laughs> I also, the biggest part of the news to this was the existence of a person named Bad Bunny. If you would have put El Muerto up there and Bad Bunny up there and told me one of them the name was the name of a musical artist, and the other one was the name of a B-list Spider-Man villain, I genuinely would not have known which way to go.
1: I mean, that's super fair. Both of the, but all of this information sounds like It was fake information in a movie about making a superhero movie where they just had to make things that sounded like they could be real superheroes,
0: but didn't have the rights to them. (laughs) I just don't understand why you don't do Spider-Man 2099.
2: Man, no shit. There is your Latino Spider-Man right on the block. It does. It does nothing to stand in the way of the modern Spider-Man. And it sort of caught blocks Batman beyond.
0: Yeah, perfect. You checked out every box. Right. <laughs> How hard of a decision was that hurt? Yeah. As, as a person who's read a ton of comics, have you even read a comic with the character El Morto in it?
2: I, I had to look up it and apparently he has a grand total of two appearances ever. Yeah. And I have
0: not read either one of them a lot of people compare this to guardians of the galaxy and I call bullshit just because the general audience didn't know guardians of the galaxy in the late '80s, that like rebooted the entire cosmic side of Marvel comics and had before James could have made an appearance or, uh, you know, it was announced he was making that movie. They had made an appearance on earth's mightiest heroes, which what is the best Avengers cartoon? Like this is, this is nothing. This, you could have just made this up. Um, it's yeah, this in, in is fact a you probably one. should have yeah to avoid this
1: criticism
2: also those those late audience guardians of the galaxy comic books are fucking great they're some of my favorite comic books ever this is again something as someone deep in the lifestyle i don't know shit about this so i this feels like a maneuver that i don't understand
0: yeah, it makes no zero sense as for maneuvers i do understand Wicked is being broken up into two parts. Oh, fuck me. I forgot about this one. I brought this down specifically for you, Joseph. (laughs) It makes me so fucking mad. um I mean, this makes sense, I think, but also all the good parts of Wicked. All the good parts are in the first half. Well, here's the thing.
1: Like, I mean, like all musicals, that's not probably true, but most musicals are not all killer, no filler. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember how long, like, the run time for Wicked, is. I'm sure it's probably close to three hours. First off, all movies we watch now that come out in theaters that people like are three hours long. I don't fucking get it, but that's a whole okay. fucking thing. So you could probably use the whole damn musical, but there's, like, definitely songs and parts of the story that you could leave out and keep the uh, appealing parts intact. I hate this. I hate this so much. We, we We talk all the time about things that we would remove from history to avoid the after-impacts, We will never, ever escape the impacts of the Deathly Hallows part one and two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Why make money once when you can do it? (laughs) twice?
2: Exactly. Fuck me. Yeah, I mean, uh, also, with something like Deathly Hallows, though, they knew that was going to make money. This is a pretty big gamble on something they're not positive is going to kill. That's a good point, actually. I think the first one
0: will. will. I think yeah. the first one will kill. I don't know about the second one. It just depends on how good it is. right. um just,
1: just imagine ending your your movie with the, i mean like they if they're smart, they wouldn't, but if they're also it would also be insane not to end that movie with defying gravity.
0: You gotta end on defying gravity,
1: but also like after that, what like who fucking gives a shit?
0: you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure you got you got everything you came for. Why would I pay price of admission twice?
1: <laughs> imagine being like a whole nother movie after Iron Man died at Endgame. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, I wonder if this means they're going to include more bits from the book. But so yeah. I-, I wonder about it because I, I don't know a lot about the book, but I know the book is like drastically
1: different from the movie. So I don't really understand how that would work if that's the case. But
0: I, I personally, d- I, I personally don't think it's drastically different. It's a lot more adult. It's a lot more vulgar. You know, instead of just people falling love, they're definitely boning. You know, like that's that's the big difference, in my opinion. Uh, but we can move on. Yeah. Well, you know, wicked. I guess I'll do these two and then we can wrap it up with trailers. A Quiet Place. We finally know the name of the spinoff titled Day One. Um, cool. I, I this seems I like the first two movies. There's nothing for me to believe this will be bad. Um, and this seems interesting.
1: There's nothing to make you believe. Is this one also have John Krasinski in it? I mean as as like the Oh, director? I have no idea about that I didn't part. Think he's so. not directing
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, he's
1: not. Also, well, here's my thing about this. I hate this also. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like one, I'm not sure about this whole world, you know, without kind of the original creative vision behind it. And two, I feel like we already got the best version of
0: this. I in, know exactly where you're going. In
1: the first 10 minutes of Quiet Place Two. What are we gonna do that's gonna top that? It's not going to be like the generic alien invasion movie that we've done every five years since fucking, I don't know, 1980 something.
0: Here's my rebuttal. If you got balls, you make it a found footage movie. And it's not that you're fighting the first 10 minutes of A Quiet Place 2. It's that you're making the quasi sequel to Cloverfield.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I'm a sucker for Cloverfield. right. So. <laughs>
0: The, you know, know so there was that like thing you guys remember when when the in Cloverfield, they're on the bridge and there's the other guy with the camera and we all thought they were going to make a movie about that guy. Right. That's what this movie should be. I like it's, this idea. Just go like fucking totally different and try to make a good found footage movie in this universe I mean you know
2: it's it has been long enough there hasn't been a big attempt at one for a while I think you know they've stopped being sort of the ass end of every joke so you know maybe you could
1: the irony is if they hadn't done that whole Cloverfield paradox movie you totally could have just done Cloverfield but you just killed all of your your goodwill towards that franchise with that yeah
0: that movie sucks so bad
1: so bad
0: yeah I'm I mean I'm a sucker for that genre I guess um
1: I, why did you say it like
0: that yeah i because i don't think it is a genre i think it's just a crappy way to make movies but okay. they're fun to me and to your point you're not going to do better than the first 10 minutes of a quiet place too so just do something totally unexpected and uh try to reinvent this you know style of filmmaking that's really only worked twice ever right. Also, a a piece of news that I greatly enjoy, mostly because of the way I wrote it, which is Brie Larson joins Fast X. Justin Lin leaves. Uh, (laughs) There's no way they're calling it Fast X. Is that what they're calling it? A hundred percent. And I wonder if there is is, there's no irony in that Vin Diesel was also in a series of movies called Triple X.
2: Um, I'm sure maybe that's what Justin Lin left over. What if he's
1: been undercover the whole time? That's that's the big reveal in Fast X is like two thirds of the way through the movie. He puts on the jacket and is like, yeah, this has been me the whole time.
2: Vin
0: Diesel
2: 100% seems like the kind of guy who would think that would blow people's minds. hundred
1: percent.
0: I haven't seen enough dialogue that Vin Diesel is in movies that star X. So I'm contributing it to the Internet. Uh, It's a dumb fucking name. Congrats to Brie Larson. Also, probably more congrats to Justin Lynn for getting out.
2: I really wonder, because, I mean, that guy has been a soldier in this franchise. I really wonder what was the breaking point. It has to be something to do with that rock feud.
0: Did you see there was a clip on Vin Diesel's Instagram where he's like, do you think it's the best one yet? And Justin's I'm like, yeah, I feel it in my soul. It looks like he's been kidnapped. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> Just the pain in his eyes. This was like two days before he quit. I know all videos with Vin Diesel seem like they go. It definitely there's there's definitely cult
2: vibes. Yeah, like man, just what could have made him walk? Are they gonna do something disrespectful about Paul Rock Walker? Like there's got to be, there has to be a big breaking point for him to have walked out of this. My my mind is a buzz with you know. I want to see the movie about what made Justin Lin walk. That's the entertaining
0: movie. Oh, her God, you are so right. In 10 years, there's going to be a movie about the making of these movies. And like Vin Diesel versus The Rock, The Rock versus Tyrese, (laughs) Justin Lin. Like it's 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 going to happen and probably more interesting. Probably more interesting. All right. Couple of trailers to finish this off. I actually
1: I have one non-trailer thing. Oh, let's do it. it. Let's go for it. Breaking news. From one of our loyal listeners, Susie, that's just important to me and my soul and the right, you know, like, I don't know, I, I feel like we talked recently, I don't remember which episode, but maybe just many episodes about how, you know, the world as a whole may not be moving forward in what we consider a positive direction, which is always kind of a bummer to think about. Uh, You know, that the the timeline of history is not always self-correcting to a good direction. But, you know, there are still some good things in this world. And the main one is that uh, James Corden is leaving late night TV. Oh, amen. (laughs) (laughs) There is is justice in the universe.
0: (laughs) It's not all bad. Not for another year and a half, though.
2: Yeah, well. Man, I, I didn't know about that, but God, this must this must be really a celebration day for you.
1: It sure is. Oh man, let's kick that guy back to England. I'm s i am hate him so much.
0: <laughs> and I wanted to include that on this episode, so thank you for doing it. I totally <laughs> forgot about it, but yeah. It's the,
1: it's the only thing I cared about.
0: <laughs> it can't get worse. That's all I'll say.
1: I don't think I ever would have liked James Corden just because his existence means that craig ferguson was over but man i feel like he did nothing to ingratiate himself to me after that great offense that he uh the initial offense
0: which you know if you guys are bored I'll walk on youtube and watch some old craig ferguson clips because they're amazing all the time <laughs> yeah they're incredible i don't know that it would fly in today's world but they're great did anyone watch the new jurassic world dominion trailer i did yes I, I so I the only thing I know now that I didn't know before is that Blue had a baby and this movie is about saving that baby. I think Right.
1: I don't I don't know when these movies just turned into all the scenes are Chris Pratt like crouching down, putting his hands out at dinosaurs. That seems like it's at least a third of the movie now.
2: Somebody must love that because they definitely play that up.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of his palm.
2: Man, if I had to boil this down to one scene, and I know it's probably not intended to be making fun of itself, but God, does it just land like completely owning itself when Jeff Goldblum says, you made a promise to a dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it really does just, it just puts a fork in how far this is from the first one. 100%. The first one, which was a completely plausible fun thriller everything cause and effect everything made sense and now we've done like three movies that are basically about the friendship between a guy and a and a heartless predator yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I I've never I've never really bought that relationship that these movies seem to be built on. Um, maybe other people do. If you do have fun, I am gonna watch this. There's no way I'm not gonna not gonna go watch uh, Sam Neill looking this fucking. Cool. I
1: know, right? That's the only yeah. thing I took away. How are they hotter than they were like 25
0: Dude, years ago? It yeah. makes no sense. But all three of them, they're all yeah, hotter. They and I it, totally. it's weird. Also, I have a feeling that fucking they're going to kill Elliot Sadler in this and I will never forgive them for it.
2: No, fuck I that feel way.
0: I feel like someone's going to die and it's going to be Ellie.
1: There's no there's no way uh, that would be. Imagine killing off Ellie Sadler and replacing her with whatever fucking uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character is like she's the new female friend face of this franchise.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Fuck that. I, I also. I don't want to go on the rabbit trail. It feels very similar to the plot of Jurassic Park three to me, which is the guys carrying around Raptor eggs the whole time. And they're all being attacked because the Raptor eggs, right. this one's just a hatched Raptor. Right. You, you yeah. Still but, it, but it's all Sam Neill back. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that feels like surface level comparison to me. Yeah. Uh, um, second trailer. I want to talk about, Mostly because Hurt was just so fucking right. Fucking Rescue Rangers. The last time we talked about it, Hurt was like, this is the only time we'll get a Chippendales in a Chippendales. Not five seconds into this fucking trailer. (laughs) Do we not get a fucking Chippendales reference? So good job to old J. Hugh.
2: I mean, I've got to say, sometimes you make a derogatory sort of... uh, guess prediction about a movie and when it comes true it locks in what you disliked about it but this was completely opposite when they did that i was like hey i'm okay with this movie i'm ready to see this movie
1: i think it's made for us is that weird like no it's absolutely made for us and that's probably a little weird but i'm game for it
2: yeah it's it's not that much different than anything else most of the stuff made for us is children's shit sure why not i don't feel like this is made for children though no No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying a lot. Oh, most of the stuff made for us is children's shit that has been for adults.
0: Copy, copy, copy. Um, and I, I mean, look, it's dumb, but I like the Seth Rogen versus Seth Rogen bit. I thought that was funny. This movie is going to be fucking weird, but I am really excited for it.
2: I there's just no way this movie won't be funny. It's the the people involved, this is going to be a fun movie. I don't know if there's anything in it that'll stick to the bones. I'm not saying it's going to be a classic, but that one, that first viewing of it will be a good time.
1: Uh, you know, that's, that's very accurate, because the, the first thing it reminds me of is also a Seth Rogen Project, kind of on a similar line, is a Sausage Party. Mm-hmm. And I, I still don't, I, I don't know if you guys have seen Sausage Party.
0: I have, unfortunately.
1: I was about to say, I don't know that it's good, but it is an experience to watch it in a theater. It was particularly an experience to watch it in a packed theater. <laughs>
0: I'll never get over the food orgy.
1: Oh my God. It was, it was so much. It was, I mean, it was very funny. I really enjoyed that bit.
0: This movie though, the trailer really elicits an emotion to me that I feel like I haven't experienced in a long time, which is kind of like, you of course who framed Roger rabbit also like Ace Ventura. Like it's like this, I don't, it uh, it just feels like a style of comedy. We don't really have anymore. Um, and it's weird. We're doing it in a rescue Rangers movie, but (laughs) I I again, I'm really excited for it.
2: That's pretty on the nose. It definitely is that sort of a 90s wacky high concept comedy, which I'm I'm into. That
0: that's fun. Why not? Sure. Uh I I'm just shocked Disney greenlit it. I'm I'm just it blows my mind that they were like, "This is the way we need to take this property forward. <laughs>
1: right. This is our brand."
0: Um finally, the big news. Thor Love and Thunder finally yep. released a trailer just like 90 days before release maybe less yeah we're real close to that movie coming out um this trailer fucking rocked
2: yeah i I, I, couldn't disagree with that at all it's this is like the best trailer
0: i yeah i i have no notes other than it's fucking cool (laughs) um everyone looks cool everyone is strangely hot in it and um i think natalie portman's gonna kick some ass like i was really impressed with the introduction of mighty thor there at the end great song selection not a song I would ever choose to listen to normally. Totally fucking works for a Thor movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, not, hey, I'm not sure that I actually like the helmet. I'm not sold on the helmet yet, but we'll just see how that goes. Uh,
2: I, I'm but, sold on it just because they did it. I mean, like, you that's know, actually a good point. They, they just straight... Because I mean... Really, one of the main selling points of Jane Foster's Thor is it was just such a cool fucking outfit and they didn't really try to improve it. They're like, hey, we've got a good thing here. We're just going to put that out there. And, uh, you know, they very rarely try that. So I dig that.
0: Do we think if Taka Watiti had done Thor 1, that Thor would have been in the helmet?
2: Probably, yes, man. Don't you just want to live on the world where he'd been doing that from doing this from the beginning?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I would mean, not look, have had to sit through Thor: The Dark World.
2: I, I
1: was about to say I don't fucking hate original Thor. It's it's got its faults, but you know I I think the actual like structure of kind of the family narrative fits into Kenneth Branagh's Shakespearean background. Uh, it 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 matches up pretty nicely. Thor: The Dark World is just fucking
2: awful. I don't dislike either of them. I think they're both fine, but they definitely landed this property on the on the third one, and that's a that's a weird place to land it on. When yeah. you're, when most you know properties are wrapping up. So you know we we saw, um, you know we saw Jane Foster. We saw Korg. We saw, uh, you know Valkyrie has a sort of uh, you know desk job now. Uh, we didn't. Man, see I, I just
1: want to say that particular shot. I, I don't know, but just just based on my internet experience, tells me that that image is lesbian catnip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We, they didn't show him at all, but surely we're not going to do a whole Thor movie without Loki, right? There's no way. Yeah. I would be, I would
1: be shocked.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard to say much about this, except it was awesome. It has, you know, like a really cool sort of bright, shiny 80s vibe. Thor at one point seems like he's dressed like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China, which is a great choice. At another point, he kind of seems like he's dressed like the Thor from uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, you know, these are just in jokes that are are sitting right there for old J. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, this trailer is such a great trailer. In that, it I mean, I have no idea what this movie is about. Yeah, um, but it looked gorgeous, and I just want to keep seeing more. It didn't give me any of the plot, and I know I am really excited for it.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's something you very rarely land these days. A really good trailer that doesn't tell you every fucking thing that happens in the trailer.
0: For, for sure. mean, in the movie. Good call. What's the over under of how long the Guardians are in this movie?
2: I'd say first half of the first act, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes tops.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's way shorter than I think. What do you think? I'm going like 45 minutes.
2: All yeah, right, on. I was going to say
1: about the first third of the movie is my guess. All right. Well, that's the news. That's the news.
2: You know, we didn't talk about one really spicy little bit of news. Okay, there wasn't uh, that much to the new uh, 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 Doctor Strange trailer except for one bit that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is pretty spoiler heavy. Do we want to? I mean, do we want to talk about? I mean, Marvel released it, so fuck. I mean,
2: they showed it in a trailer. It's not like they, you know, it's a secret out there. But if you're worried about a very cool spoiler from. Uh, From Doctor Strange, stop listening now. Professor X is in his 90s cartoon chair. (laughs) That's fucking great.
0: Yeah. I think Marvel doesn't realize how fucking cool maybe the word is, but they've never had a stylized director. They've never had a director that just fucking goes for it like Sam Raimi does. Right. Right. And there are side by sides of you can look of like Doctor Strange in the trailers of this versus him in like in game and some of the like color correction and stuff like that. Like Sam Raimi just doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to make the coolest movie he can make. And I think this is 100 percent like a him decision. Like, no, fuck it. We're going to do a fucking cartoon chair and (laughs) people are going to love it.
1: I feel like we've we've placed such high expectations on Sam Raimi for this movie. That it's almost impossible for him to deliver. But I'm also hopeful.
0: I just don't think Kevin Feige would have done it by himself. I don't think the Russo brothers would have done it. I think it would have been the chair from the X-Men films, which right, would have been right. fine. But I feel like this is the this guy is the guy who would be like, no, we can do it. We can make it happen. It can work.
2: Also, I you know, I, I think it's pretty great that in a Marvel movie, they're using a design that was designed by the president of their top rival. That yellow chair is a Jim Lee design.
0: Interesting. I mean, also, let's not fool ourselves here. They're bringing X-Men 97 back, so, like...
2: Oh, there's some synergy here, definitely.
0: Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. Right. Um, but, yeah, this this trailer was... Or TV spot or whatever. was was cam, cameo heavy, because you get Captain Carter in it. Right. And you get f- basically full-on Professor X, and we get the, you know, we get a full shot of the Illuminati, even though we don't see them all, but... I have, I kind of wonder if this is kind of the extent of the cameos though, if we're mostly going to get alternate versions of Wanda and Dr. Strange and like, well, we already know there's here are the cameos. Let's just go ahead and like address it. Yeah. Cause I, I think I, people I, are expecting bigger than Spider-Man no way home. And I don't know that it's necessarily going to be that.
2: Yeah, now, I don't I don't think it'll be bigger than no Spider-Man no way home either. Just cause I doubt this movie has the, you know, the money behind it that uh, no way home did, but I I still bet there's things we haven't seen.
1: That's probably true, but I think I think Christian, you're right. This is this is the Marvel equivalent of putting all the good jokes in the trailer for a comedy. Right? They're just they're selling. Hey, look at all these things that you recognize. They're totally going to be in the movie, and <laughs> then they're what you see is what's in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we good now? I yeah. think we're
1: good
2: now.
0: That's the news. All right. Well, what have we been watching this past week, guys? I watched nothing um i traveled a lot uh nashville better than transformers driving through nashville in my big ass truck worse than transformers (laughs) memphis worse than transformers hate to break it to you if you ever wanted to go to memphis don't there's no need to go graceland costs like 75 dollars per person i'm sorry elvis has been dead for 50 years (laughs) i'm not paying that i drove by it saw his house saw his jet i'm good i don't need to drop that kind of money to go see a guy who died on the toilet's house hot springs arkansas this one i expected to be worse than transformers better than transformers this is my favorite place we've been to since we've been in the camper um really cool fucking town hot springs arkansas is a uh, national park that is basically they discovered this hot spring in this mountain and then they built a bunch of spas i say a bunch they built like five spas on this street where they all just tapped into the the hot spring and then they just kind of like left it there it's just like the same as it was in 1915 i mean i say that like of course some like touristy things have moved into some of the places i ate at uh, drank beer at and ate at the only brewery in a national park in america um i had 18 samples while i was there i was <laughs> feeling pretty good uh, by the end of it um but no really cool we stayed at lake catherine state park great time Arkansas, generally, I had a pretty negative opinion of you. Never been before. Had a good time. Better than Transformers. So, yeah, that's it for me. I did a lot of traveling this week.
2: Uh, On my end, I watched a show that Joseph has pitched at me a couple times. I watched the first two seasons of it, and I finally got around to Succession. Oh, yeah. Uh, Man, you were right. This totally taps into, you know, my love of soap operas. Oh,
1: deeply, for sure. Like well, I, I know, think I, I feel like the general audience doesn't understand
2: how much of a sofa it is. No, I, I think people think this show is a lot smarter than it is. Absolutely, like, it. Not since Game of Thrones has a has a show had a more on the nose like intro theme. That intro theme is so perfect for this because it sounds fancy, but it's so trashy. Yeah, you know. Uh, hey, look, that shit's a bop. <laughs> you, yeah, no,
1: can, yeah, totally. you cannot tell me you're, it doesn't like it's stuck in your head for oh, days dude,
2: no it, it no it i can't escape it it's with me <laughs> everywhere but you know i like trashy music uh but you know it just really the the soap opera trope of uh replacing you know kingdoms with corporations and uh royal courts with boardrooms is just all this show is about and and it's pretty fucking great at it it's like the second most cringy show ever. Mm. Uh, you know, I think The Office always wins because of Scott's Tots. Nothing will ever be more cringy than Scott's Tots. It's but, so
0: great, uh, though.
2: Uh, it is so great. But let, let me tell you something about Jehu. If you put Jehu in front of two buttons and put a gun to my head and said, you can push this one button and make the events of Scott's Tots happen to real people in real life. <laughs> Or push this other button and make saws one through three happen to people in real life. I would push the saw button and sleep fine at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much Scott Scotts upsets me. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's hard to watch. When I do an office rewatch, I'll be honest. Sometimes I skip it. Right.
2: But uh, yeah, th- this is a this is a super super fun you know show. I, Joseph, I got to ask, who is your favorite, least favorite person on it? Because it has to be the same person, because the joy of liking anyone on this show is hating them.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- kind of the beauty of the show is because I-, I expected when early on, I was like, OK, I'm going to find somebody whose personality or like faults or whatever, you know, uh, speak to something in me. And I'm going to root for that person the whole time, even though they're awful. Uh, but everybody's kind of got that. <laughs> was right. kind of the magic of the show. I see myself in every one of them. Right. Um, I, I will say just my favorite character is fucking Tom. I just love Tom so much.
2: Tom's I, my favorite too. Tom is so so out of his depth. <laughs> and and instead and when he meets fucking uh Greg, who's more out of his depth. It, you know and see instead of Building a kinship he just Bullies him to death
1: it's outstanding
2: I, I love it that is that's the Most real life thing about this <laughs> That's what I, real people are like I
1: mean look I'm I'm a believer that like uh, I I genuinely believe cousin Greg is like one of the best characters Committed to anything uh, totally. in, in like several decades But he's totally. a character I don't Know like uh, Tom I'm I, like I just love all of his dumb weird Internal conflicts well now, let me
2: ask you this. Have you watched its redneck cousin, The Righteous Gemstones?
1: No, I haven't. I need to because I, I love everyone in it. I don't know how I haven't watched it. It's
2: it is so fucking good. Uh, I, Me and Sarah have watched the first season of that as well. It's fucking great. It's essentially the exact same premise, except for instead of a corporation, it's a mega church. You know, it's a Danny McBride thing. Uh, the the standout star of the show, I show I can't think of her name right now, but the lady who plays his sister, she is just so exceptionally dumb in every situation. <laughs> it's just a joy to watch. And of course, you know Wally Goggs is in it, and anything Wally Goggs is in, he steals the fucking show. I do love uh, Wally Goggs. It, that, I think the I think the the main difference between it and Secession, Secession is you'll see these little glimpses of competence in the characters and think, oh, this character is going to make it happen, and then it goes away. Mm. With these guys, it's more like emotional. It's more like, uh, oh, well, he's finally going to show us that he's a good guy, and then it just goes away. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, highly recommended as well. Both these shows better than Transformers. Cool. Is that it? That's all I got.
1: All right. I don't, have, I don't think I've been watching that much either. You know, mostly anime things and ignoring things that I should be watching, like Atlanta. And oh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't Barry just
2: start coming out again? Barry just started again. Yeah,
1: I need to start watching Barry again, too. Uh, just as far as like recent releases, this season has not been like the best. But, you know, I, I feel like in general, comedy anime is a tough bridge to gap. Or is that right? Is that the correct expression? I don't know.
2: I understood what you meant.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's just because like humor styles are different or just a lot of them are not good, but a lot of them are not good. A lot of the ones that are labeled as comedies that you will find will not make you laugh. So I will say that this season has two ones that absolutely will, which is Kaguya-sama Love is War, which turns a uh, uh, takes the bent of a battle anime. Uh, and instead of doing actual fights, it's all mind fights about people trying to force other people to admit their feelings for one another, which is, it's very funny. It's very goofy. The, the, they had a whole episode about read receipts or read receipts on phones. It's great shit. Uh, and then the new, new series that just came out this spring is uh, called spy family, which is about uh, a family. in like, it looks like kind of a pseudo cold war Germany, you know, East Germany, West Germany where they're a fake family. The dad is a spy. The mom is an assassin uh, who they don't know each other are what they are. And then the daughter is a telepath. Uh, and that's the show. And they just mine a lot of humor out of it. And it's excellently animated. So those are the two best shows that are out this season. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me.
2: You know what I like, Joseph? Joseph. You've gotten off your whole American masterpiece. I'm gonna t- say something smart every time we come on, and you just do anime, and I like that.
1: I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm here to I'm here to please. So next week, do we want to finish up uh, uh, Moon Knight because I think the sixth episode's coming out? That's moon Caniggot. Can yep, Moon Caniggot. Moon Caniggot. <laughs> uh, that sounds like it could be misinterpreted. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Moon Knight next week, and then maybe the next week after that, Multiverse of Madness, if Christian can get out to see it.
0: I Uh, will make time.
1: We will see. Well, look at us. We have a plan. I'm so proud of us. Uh, So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, tell us what you think about all the news uh, about Olivia Wilde getting served. You can reach (laughs) us at uh, realphoniesgmail.com on Instagram and uh, Facebook at realphonies. I don't know. I did those wrong. We're on realphonies everywhere. Uh, Thanks, Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later.
0: Later.